Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. Star- the, uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha! The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. My name is D. Ted Smith. I'm the host of this here podcast. The greatest podcast from all the land. All the land. Oh, the top right corner. Look at Zapper in his robe. You guys want to name a Cobb? Cobb, what's going on? Just pops out of the cold plunge. Uh, what's up, boys? I love you both, and I'm just happy to be here tonight. I know you got out of the cold plunge, but when you popped on, I was just like, God, he looks cool. You just did a white robe. <laughs> that was awesome with this little random royal crest on it. I have no idea why that's there. Uh, all right, down on the lower screen, screen, screen. I'm also he's also on Team Bear Arms tonight. MCTV, yeah. Matt, top of the producer. What's up, Matt? Get those into frame a little bit more. <laughs> just so people know. Cobb's literally in a robe, Matt's in a tank top, and I'm in a cutoff shirt. Yeah. Just a lot of hunk going on right now, boys. Yeah, we We got some beef on this stream. A lot of beef, boys. A lot of beef. (laughs) 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 Let's go. Right. should call this one the sexy cast. (laughs) Yeah. Ted, I like it. You got the chain, too, just outside the shirt. Like, hanging out a little bit. see it peeking through. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well this <laughs> so this shirt that i cut off the sleeves on is like my official like if i do go to like cardio i'll wear this shirt right and it's also my official like i'm doing laundry tonight when it's clean <laughs> so all right explain to me how that works because it seems like if you're doing cardio the shirt is getting dirty but then somehow it's clean on laundry night I'm not understanding the logistics behind this sh- this cutoff. Uh, Under Armour, like, dry fit underneath the shirt. Ah. Oh, so that's like, dude, what was the old school version of that? Oh, yeah, like when people used to wear two T-shirts. Did that ever happen at your junior high? My brother was oh, selling me on that for like three years, dude. It was a massive deal. You had to rock two yeah. T-shirts. Yeah, you rock two T's and then like the top one's like just for show, you know? <laughs> the bottom one kind of takes the damage. <laughs> right, so dude, just, Ted. I'm so happy that was a thing because I threw that out and I was like, "Wow, this is about to be real weird." Okay, nice, dude. Yes. Okay. Well, and like the Under Armour thing is like it's a cool shirt, like you sweat in it and stuff, but it's like it's so skin tight. So I just kind of wear this over top. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I hear that. Like too skin tight is just too skin tight with the cutoff. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, look, if you're in the gym wearing skin tight stuff, that's fine. But I don't know. I feel weird, like just pumping around the city, going to going to the stairs. <laughs> yeah, looking like you're in the NFL combine. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I wear that shirt underneath, like other shirts too. Like, like one morning though, I'm sitting out on my balcony and I'm just in that, like a pair of jeans. And literally, my neighbor Ray, he was like, "What are you playing in a game today?" I was like, "No, I'm just gonna wear another shirt over top. I haven't put it on yet." Dude, there there is a big like subsect of men that I've never really understood. They're like they get so pumped for game day, it's like they're in the game. 
And like that could be regardless of sport, but I feel like especially with football, like there's a good like 20 year age bracket where like they're like pacing the kitchen, like they have the sweat towel in the back, you know, it's just like, bro, like all you got to do is ride that couch, you know, just ride that bench to victory, baby. <laughs> bench and garden tackle, you know, sit on the end of the end of the bench, guard the water. If anyone comes for it, tackle them. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Well, Ted, you watch the Seahawks game with me. I, 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 I get up and down a lot. I get up and down. Seriously, and then on yes. defense, I'll I'll start pacing behind my couch. <laughs> so, wh- like, where does that come from? Like, it's just it feels like it's like contributing, or what's like, what's the energy there? That's just it. It's like it's just like nervous energy. So it's just like oh, I got to stand up. It's a big play, and it's ridiculous because I'm not in the stadium. It's not like I'm making right. noise or whatever. But yeah, like if it's a big play, it's like I'm standing up. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just what I do. You're doing your clapping thing that you do. You're like clapping at the TV. Oh, yeah. Right. And then I'm just so like Seahawks have gotten more intense over the years for me. But the worst is still Maryland football. Like I can go from happy to sad and just like just little things. Right. Like penalties or mistakes. Like I still remember I was dating a girl. I guess we've been going out like two or three months. Right. But it's it's like 11 a.m. on a Saturday. And like, I'm like, yeah, the door's open. Just come in. And I don't know what the look was. I'm standing up, like staring at the TV. And I just have this look on my face. And she's like, what is wrong? And I'm like, fucking Maryland. God damn it. Like every year with these penalties. And she's like, nothing's really wrong. I was like, no, they just suck. <laughs> Again. Dude, that's awesome. And honestly, had this happened a week and a half ago, I probably would have made fun of you and said you're crazy, but we were just talking about it before the cast started, obviously. But um, I'm in Austin. University of Texas was playing Alabama at home. Ted texted me. I was like, dude, you got to get down to that game. So we did. We went to a tailgate and it's Ted, like, during- Alabama traveling to Austin, which once they join the SEC, they'll play there. But I don't think they played there in a while. Game days there. Big noon kickoff on Fox is there. I mean, it's the game of the weekend in the country yeah it was a it was a big big deal but and, and anyway the pacing the nervous energy thing like even i'm not i i didn't grow up a texas fan right but obviously i'm in austin so i'm a i'm a ut fan now for sure hook them horns and we're watching and you can feel like the hair is rising up on your on your forearms and it was a close game for people who didn't watch although i don't know how you missed unless you live under a rock but it was a close game it came down to field goals right at the end you know one point victory but like yeah the hairs are staying on their end like you feel the goosebumps and just like the exhilaration of the crowd and you're right like it it is weirdly participatory i i like you know, I'm reticent to even say that and justify your actions and your dry fit, but like you're not that crazy. <laughs> That's the other thing too, is like you're wearing jeans or whatever, but like you got you guys still gotta be as athletic as you can. Which, which I don't know why, but only sporting events when I wear the dry fit shit underneath like a teacher. It's not like a normal look I rock all the time. Like, oh, we're going to watch like there's there's pictures on my Facebook of me in a Maryland game. <laughs> like rocking that look. Just the ritual, man. You got to be ready. You know, you never know how, I mean, how, I don't know how deep in that depth chart they need to get to call you out there, but you know, it could happen. Well, right. So that's the other thing too, is that like, especially with college football, when it comes to tailgating, like, I mean, people spend months planning this stuff, right? So, I mean, you get up on a Saturday morning. I am tailgating the Husky game this Saturday, which I'm very nice. Go dogs. 
but yeah, man, I mean, you get up, you, you, you get to your spot, you're getting stuff set up. It's like your own ritual and everything else. I mean, I mean, I, it's what I'm saying, like, like I always talk about, but like for Maryland games, it's like a little Smith family reunion five times a year. Yeah. And, and I do feel like on some level, this maybe is just like stretching it too far, but okay. So like, We've talked a little bit on this podcast, maybe a longer time ago about how, you know, there used to be three TV channels. So everyone is like kind of watching the same shows at the same time. And there was sort of a rhythm to society and there was some ritual and people are reading the same newspapers. You know, there wasn't online. So you're kind of experiencing life essentially the same way. You know, you're watching Leave it to Beaver or whatever, or even Friends or Seinfeld, you know, like you can talk about it. Now shows are a little more fractured and and whatever. And uh, I will say that one of the last remaining quasi-religious rituals is football in this country. I mean, like everybody for the most part has a team. They're like they're representing your city. And like, you know, that's the closest thing we have to like time stopping. Like not a lot's going on Sunday at noon if your team is playing at noon. You know? Yeah, I mean, look, right? Last night this city was electric for that Seahawks game, right? But there is there's people on my Facebook that I'm friends with that live out here, right? And they're they're always at rock shows. They're always dressed in black, this and that. Like, they barely mention sports. But then last night, they're posting pictures from the stadium, and they're, like, face painting stuff. And I'm like, no, shit. Like, I don't even know you cared about sports. But it's you're right. It's, it's football. And like I always say, people are like, oh, I don't like football and this and that. It's like, right, you don't – I get it. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but also like it just, you're right. It brings everybody together. It's a fun time. It's like, I mean, you go to a Seahawks game. Hey, there's just all walks of life there. Yeah. hundred percent. Where'd you watch the game at home? Yeah. I just, I watched the first half at work and then I watched the second half at home with, uh, with my buddy, Sean, got some wing stop, which I got to admit, if you're going to order like wings to go or whatever, wing stop is great, man. Did they pay you to know. say that? No, I mean, I wish, I wish Wingstop would pay me. Matt, you ever been to a Wingstop? Uh, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. There's literally one right in this plaza that we go to all the time because there's, well, I don't know if you'd recognize any of these places, but there's a poke, a poke place we like, a Mediterranean place we like, pizza place we like, sandwich place we like with great salads as well, um, and a taco and fish taco joint all in the same parking lot as a Jamba Juice also. Um, And we just... It sounds like you're at a mall. No. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a little orange there trying to sell you hot dogs? (laughs) (laughs) Is is your aunt there selling pretzels? (laughs) (laughs) The point being, you know, it's going to be a tough sell for Wingstop to you know, crack that pecking order, but it's good to know because wings, you know, if I don't want to make them myself, um, yeah, I don't really have a go-to spot down here per se. So yeah, at least they'd be quick and easy. And you could just pick them up on game day. Well, yeah, I'm saying it was kind of nice. Cause like, we weren't going to go out to a restaurant and like sit down and like spend money at a bar, but it was like, screw it. It's the first Seahawks game. Let's get some wings. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Matt, you got to remember, runs into the same problem as, you know, guys like Wolfgang Puck or Anthony Bourdain. When you're that good at making wings at home, <laughs> to go to another chef's kitchen and get some something inferior 
It's just, I mean, it's really going to take a special wing to get Matt to pay for it. I would say at this point, I mean, is that fair, Matt? It, it is. It's a tough sell, you know, um, but wings and BLTs are two things that like, I got really good at making them because I love them. You know what I mean? So I try and not bring my ego into it. Cause I'm also, I know how lazy I am. I know I don't want to put in that effort. Like I'm not going to front. <laughs> like I know I could do it better, but I'm not going to right now. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> that's true the craft of the blt yeah how, how oh. long did you spend working on that just for my own curiosity what the blt oh that's been decades in the making it seems i mean to the layman i don't cook obviously but to the layman it seems like a pretty straightforward sandwich am i missing something i mean were you not it didn't you have them that one year yeah i mean i don't know i just go hard with them I, there, people say they're the best BLTs they ever had. I got a few tricks up my sleeve that I picked up over the years. Um, People say the best BLTs they've ever had. I've heard it multiple times, just like with the wings. Like I'm not, I'm not the one I did anoint myself. The wing King pretty early on this podcast. Actually, that was, (laughs) I did do that, but that may have been premature, but you've backed it up. I get a lot of compliments. Like I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) Not blowing smoke here. I thought you were at Jen's. When I made the BLTs, I Oregon. may, I, I may have been, I don't wow. know. I, don't I didn't know we were eating like, you know, I worked hard. Um, I, I don't, I don't that have that a good sense fruit. of taste or smell. So great okay. food is lost on me. Genuinely. Yeah. George remembers them. That, I was going to say, counts. I think George said it might've been the best one he's had. George is a big fan. Um, I mean, you're making me hungry. We haven't had a hungry cast in a while. He's yeah. <laughs> no, this is the sexy cast, Ted. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> Yeah. Focus, boys. Make it <laughs> sexy. Yeah. Uh, we need to do food shaped like tits. We'll do it. Okay. We're keeping this sexy. You got the goddamn chain out. You guys are both missing sleeves. I'm in a robe. Like, come on, boys. We've never had a sexy cast before. We do. Look, there's two options right now. We're either doing a sexy cast or we're going to a tailgate in the SEC. Like, take those goddamn sleeves off. <laughs> i'm ready uh all right so i do want to say this about the seahawks i the seahawks are not going to be good this year the best shot they had to beating the broncos was on monday night football the first game of the year with that said i forgot how much fun it is to watch like your team play in the nfl it was it was freaking awesome man we were yelling and screaming but uh i also get why people booed russell wilson it's like but he still played and he still had a good game. It's just, I don't know. You fumbled twice and inside the 10. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like everything was just going the Seahawks way. Yeah. That was unbelievable. Those two fumbles. Like I saw the first one and I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe that happened. And then the second one, was just like, I mean, that was mind blowing. You know, like the, the first one was like, on, I mean, that was on the one inch line probably. Right. Yeah. Like you could not have been closer to a touchdown to give up the ball. I mean, that's the biggest swing essentially in football right there. It's short of them running it all the way back. And like, I'm glad that Broncos lost, but it's like, that's Russell Wilson. Like, why do they not call a timeout? And how do you take the ball out of his hand fourth and five and kick that field goal? Like, God. I mean, look, we've, we've known Russell for a long time. Like he's pretty good at like pulling out wins at, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, wait, so Ted, you said that the Seahawks aren't going to be good this year. What's what's going on? For I, I don't follow too closely, but I mean, well, 
I mean, you lost Russell Wilson. And you have Geno Smith and Drew Locke. So, like, Geno played all right last night. I just don't know if he's going to keep that going all year. I mean, just a rebuilding year. Like, the franchise is going to come out and say it. But once you get rid of Russell and you get those draft picks, and I, I was fine with the trade. I think it's definitely a rebuilding year. And next year in the draft class coming up, there's some actual, like, a lot more quarterbacks and stuff. Last year's mm-hmm. draft just didn't have a lot of quarterbacks that were, that were worth taking that early. I got you. Yes, yeah, so it's kind of like an in-between, they're halfway in, halfway out type year. Okay, well, despite maybe them not playing as well as you hoped they would against the Broncos, I do love Pete Carroll's thing, peak at the right time. I weirdly was saying that a lot at Burning Man. I was just like, you don't need to be out like running around all evening. Like, Just get your nap in, peak at the right time. And then, you know, yeah, it, that, that helps, man. For somebody who's like, what's that called? Um, I don't know, kind of ADD and has FOMO. Like, it's good advice. So anyway. Oh, yeah. And trust me, I get it. Pete's doing his thing. I'm just like, yeah, it's just going to be a rough year. But again, like, a, a fr- and look, they've been in the playoffs, what, 10 sh- almost what nine straight years they went and then missed last year like it's been a hell of a run so it's like i don't think for seahawks fans it's that rough to be like all right we're gonna have a down year you know yeah seriously his track record has been pretty incredible but i would also say it's also the first week of the year the first three weeks are kind of a crap shoot in the nfl when you get to like week four you could tell like who's actually going to be good and who's not well there's still a lot of trading that goes on in the first week or two is there not or is that not really Am I out of my mind? I don't really know. Yeah, the NFL that. doesn't do a lot of in-season trades. I mean, they happen, but they're pretty rare. And then there's usually like a couple before the playoffs, right? Like I remember we got a uh, not Penny Hardaway. What was that guy's Percy Harvin? Wasn't he like we picked him up like right before the playoffs? That was that was the I think the trade deadline is like week eight or something. So oh, okay. Last year, like JJ Watt went over to Arizona kind of late in the season. But yeah, it's not like it's not like other sports. I want to say like yeah, I think baseball you can trade up almost until the playoffs. That's the only thing too. Mm-hmm. It's like all right, so the Seahawks might be down, but the Mariners are good. The Mariners are gonna make the playoffs, which remember, I said on this podcast in January or February, I said the Mariners, that was my bold prediction. The Mariners will play a game after the yeah. regular. Dude, I do weirdly remember that. This is one of the I enjoy being a low budget podcast. This is one of the few moments when I wish we could be like, all right, bring up the clip and just like boom. You know? <laughs> and I was pretty proud of myself because I've been saying all summer, like, look, the Broncos are gonna be better than we are. But if we have one chance to beat them, it's that Monday night football game. In the action green uniforms. Those always Man, like- bring the, the drama. Yeah, as you say, if the Seahawks are playing on national TV on Monday night in those uniforms, something weird is going to happen. But they're going to win. Yeah, two goal line fumbles. Dude, did you see all the guys that were on the Seahawks sideline from the LOB era? Oh, yeah. showing their support for the team. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> then, Not in a while. Well, they were on Twitter. It was it was so good. And then I read today. On Pete Carroll, one of the interviews, somebody asked Pete Carroll about, you know, why there's so many guys that hadn't been around the team in a while that just decided to show up on the sideline for this game. And he was like, oh, you guys figure that one out. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Pete Carroll. Great line. Wait, wait. I mean, wait, I'm I'm a little confused. Do you guys know what he was trying to say or no? Because I feel like, wow. Yeah. Okay, thank you. 
basically the story the stories you hear nowadays is that basically the lob guys didn't really care for russell wilson yeah okay good that's that was kind of my feeling in fact my impression was that kind of the whole team was not a huge Doug fan Baldwin, of his. golden tate like his top two receiving weapons yeah i mean it was yeah it was crazy to see but it's like a weird divorce it's like i don't know like she's just like oh this guy is hotter something i don't know cooler and it's like all right fine when you come back to my house you will be disrespectful well yeah and you also think about like how many weeks and weeks and weeks of practice you know the legion of boom was playing against him not able to hit him and whatever and you know he's probably talking s scoring touchdowns and they're like yeah if we saw you on the field the lob would win you know so they probably came for that reason as well oh yeah and look i've been in that position at a at a job before and it sucks like well, just be careful how you talk to this person or that person. Like, what? Why are they gonna get their feelings hurt? And that was kind of the story, right? There's some famous story of Sherm picking off a ball in practice and taunting Russell Wilson, and then like Pete Carroll's like, "Don't do that to Russell." <laughs> wow, dude, the thirty for thirty on that is gonna be so. I can't epic. wait. I mean, you talk oh. about drama. But with all that said, again, I do respect what Russell did in the community, and he brought great winning times to the Seattle Seahawks, but. I also don't blame people for booing the shit out of them last night. Yeah, same. Yeah, I mean, sports is good drama. Did you see Russell's post-game stuff? I mean, his pre-game outfit, too, but his post-game. Oh, yeah. I, trust me, after they won that game, I sat here and put on the local stuff and then put on Sports Center. I was like, I want to watch everything. Scrolling Twitter in the meantime. Let's just get oh, it yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. What did he, what did he have to say? Any highlights? Dude. So yeah, I mean, it's Russell Wilson, he says a lot without really saying anything. Yeah, but he almost said "Go Hawks" at the end of his thing. He got all tripped up, and he was like, "Go, go Broncos, let's ride, <laughs> like, yeah, let's ride." Out. Thanks, guys. Yeah, he's all rattled. Wow. <laughs> well, because he was real nice and talking about you know he still loves Seattle and this and that. I mean, he's he's never done a post game presser, and the first one is in the same place he's played his whole career. So of course he was about to be like, "Go Hawks." <laughs> <laughs> also, dude yeah. that's awesome i i do i will say that was always one of my favorite things even after losses when he'd say it, it's like thanks russ but i mean like generally the nfl on monday night to start the season has two games this this week coming up they will but this week i mean to schedule russell wilson coming back to seattle and being the only game on it's like it's super petty but i love it <laughs> so good it yeah. so fun Cobb, where are you at on pettiness level? Um, like is my personal pettiness or my uh, like um um my affinity for it. All right, that's the thing. I try not to be too petty. I can be on some some things, but I love seeing pettiness on the internet and everything. I'm just like, ah, oh, here for it. That's what I was gonna say. Is I'm not a petty person. Um, I try hard to be the bigger person when I can. Doesn't always work, but. Yeah, I think, you know, not a lot of room for pettiness in my life, but I will say that watching other people be petty on the internet, especially on like security cams or whatever else, absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Especially like little things like, you know, there's so many Karens who mistreat like low wage employees or people working fast food or just whatever. And, um, you know, I've worked a lot of those kind of jobs. And so I just like when they have a lot of power. Weirdly, in those situations, Karen's don't Karen's don't think the employee has a lot of power, but like, you know, a hotel manager, for instance, or like a gas station attendant, like 
they have some power that she may not recognize. So like, you know, when one of them's getting told off outside of a service station and just sprays her in the face with the hose. And it's like, yeah, maybe you didn't think about the fact that he was standing there holding a hose of cold water, bitch, you know, <laughs> like something like that. I think it's petty, but it's like, Hey, you really didn't size up this situation very well, you know, and got what was coming to you. So yes, I'm on board for pettiness. Have you seen the ones where somebody's bitching about, can I see the manager or whatever? And they just like turn around and duck down and pop back up. And, like, <laughs> I have yes, dude. I used to do that at the Cobra lounge. I love that, man. That's the ultimate move. Ultimate move. <laughs> I'm just like, get him, dude. Only. Okay, man. I, I honestly, I started to take over. I usually would never tell this story, but I, I smoked a little bit of weed before we started this cast. Okay. So I had a line that was similar to that. So at the Cobra lounge, Seattle, at one point, um, it was a hookah lounge that I ran with my friends. Um, somebody asked to see the manager and I was like, the manager's not here, but I can get the owner for you. And they like <laughs> looked deep into my eyes and like, get him. And literally did exactly that. I fucking just turn around and like full spin behind the desk. Cause I would rarely do this. Put both of my hands on the counters. Like, Hey, I'm the owner. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> What were they even bitching about? I mean, it's a pretty simple product you guys ran. You smoke the yeah. tea, drink it too. They were mad because we didn't do reservations. It was walk-in only, you know, and there's a hundred person line or whatever. It's a Friday night. Like we were packed. So we we're hustling all night. You know, we were down a guy or whatever. So it takes you time to turn over tables and couch areas and the VIP section and stuff. Like it's a physical job. And so I remember they were complaining about like, we've been in line for 45 minutes, whatever. And it's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm having a tough time giving a f- right now because I've been sweating my ass off back here for eight and a half hours serving you guys but yeah dude it just i remember it so clearly and i just uh it was it was honestly probably the greatest moment of my career at least top three (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good yeah it was good dude it was like some suburban like people would come in from the east side and i was like just at my peak of loving seattle i was like i looked young enough that there was no way and just you watch like the gears in their brain turn anyway sorry to hijack that but pettiness in 100 percent. yeah i remember once doing a stage announcement at a concert and it's like i shouldn't say a concert at a show right so like a lot of people are up front like i'm just kind of waiting near the side of the stage and I, there's like these two girls and they were super hot, right? They're all done up. And I think I asked her for like a piece of gum or something because they were chewing gum. And like, like sometimes before I go on stage and do a stager, like my mouth will get dry as hell just because you're kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. But she like gave me a bunch of attitude. And then like, I'm just standing there and like, they're just like, ah, I'm like, I want to be like, I'm not hitting on you. Like, I'm just asking for a piece of gum anyhow. So then I do the stager. Then I get off, watch a little bit of the band. Then I'm sitting in the bar and they, these two girls stood behind me as I'm talking to people. And like, I know they're behind me. Like I could feel them. Right. I didn't say a fucking word. And then like, when I finally was done talking to people, I turned around and they're like, are you the Ted Smith? Yes, I am. (laughs) Just kept walking. (laughs) You were a pain in the ass. Then you saw me on stage and wanted to be friendly. Like, ah, fuck off. (laughs) 
Dude, that's awesome. That's like the real world version of like those YouTube videos I see that I, I, even though they're fake, I love where like, you know, the guy will like go talk to a girl. She denies him. And then he like gets in a Lambo and the girl's like, oh my God, I didn't realize this was your car. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's your life, Ted. That's your life. She's like, oh, I didn't realize that, you know, that was your life. (laughs) That's awesome, dude. Oh, all right. Well, let's take a break here. We'll come back with some uh, emails. What's Madden in the cop top? All right, welcome back to the podcast. As always, thanks thanks to our sponsors and uh, yeah, lemon pepper, wing stop. It's great stuff. <laughs> All right, Cobb, do we have some emails? You know what's funny is we just took what to listeners will be a twenty second break, and to us was like a ten minute break. And I'm just opening my email now, so give me a well, second. They I don't call us professionals for nothing, boys. I didn't even ask you how many we have. I have no idea. <laughs> well, that makes two of us, Ted. Um, I know at least that there's one. Oh, nice. And somebody just sent one in at 709 when we started. Okay, it looks like there's uh four in here plus the random new one in the email. Ready to hear them? Let's hear them. All right. The subject line is I was made for this topic. Um <laughs> so um, I'm trying to remember what the topic was here. It doesn't say. Uh, you guys have to remind me. Uh, greetings to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Two commercials came to mind. The Orbit's gum commercial with the two girls. Who you calling lint liquor, you cootie queen? Pickle you, kumquat. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Uh, and also the berries and cream starburst with that weird dude that danced around singing. Berries and cream uh, and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. <laughs> Take care, fellas. Shaden. P.S. Ted, have fun in Montana. You got to listen to Mimi in Montana by uh, Maria Osmond and Dan Seals at least once on the way. I did not. <clears throat> but trust me, I had fun in Montana. Do you guys know what the topic was for that? I can't remember. I got to start Are you talking about like commercials or something or yeah. oh, commercials that'll stay in your brain forever. So yeah. Something like that. Dang. Yeah, I totally remember the pickle you come quad thing. Okay. Uh, what's happening, gents? I don't know what y'all been talking about this week, but last week you broke down uh, of, oh, your breakdown of Meltdown got me thinking about all my great adventures. I've road tripped to LA, San Francisco, and Vegas a couple of times and had family vacations to Hawaii and Mexico. And the groups are always different. And God damn, it makes a difference. I went to Paradiso in 2018, the super cold year, uh, and I was lit and hyped for the artists. But the girl who took me was the biggest wet blanket. Uh, it killed the ov- oh, and it killed the overall memory. My last trip to Vegas is another one. The date was just not on our level. Uh, how often does this happen to your group? I'm at one of three trips getting sullied by bad additions. Uh, yeah, trying to think. I mean, Meltdown's tough because it's so big, so there's so many people, but, like, I don't know. I feel like generally when I take a trip, it's a pretty select group, or, like, you know everybody. Like, when me and Chris and Will went down to Dallas, or right, and, like, you and uh, Zach and, uh, and Rowan came over. But you know what I mean? It was just, like, right, like, Zach and Rowan are so dope. It wasn't, like, a big issue. It wasn't a big mystery for everybody was going to have fun. Yeah, and we had an awesome time. And weirdly, that photo of us with the attractive chick I actually printed out today for our fridge. Oh, dude. I know you know the one. Yeah. (laughs) I still love how we can get a photo of the trough. 
Matt, we ordered something of barbecue so big. It was just called the trawl. And we tried to order two and the guy's like, uh, how many guys you got? And we're like five. And he's like, he takes a look at like, uh, you know, 10 of the boys. And he's like, nah, man, one's fine. <laughs> he's hundred percent right, man. That was a lot of food. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was funny. Um, uh, back to last week and saying uh, PDX is better than SeaTac. Uh, I live outside Wenatchee and have a grandfather who lives next to Providence Park. Uh, so I just catch uh, Max to the airport. Uh, what do you guys got on that? Well, I guess it's a suburb of uh, Portland because the Max is like the train system there, like their light rail. Oh, right, okay. It down there and then t- takes the Max into the airport. Yeah, it's saying it's way easier to deal with. Yeah, SeaTac has got a little out of control. Or, oh, yeah, that's right. Dude, we were bitching about security at SeaTac. Yeah. I mean, the last flight I took to Montana, it wasn't too bad. It was only like 20, 25 minutes. But that flight I took back east in June, and it was literally almost two hours in line. I was like, this is brutal. Um, I don't, I don't know where this part came from, but, uh, Matt, I love you, bro. But the French writing on products is so they can sell the same packaging, uh, to the North where they have two official languages, not just to be fancy. Scott, the friendly it guy. That makes sense, dude. <laughs> Thank you. Were you talking about Canadian chips or something? No, I just, I see French on stuff that doesn't make sense to me, like, you know, body wash, like Old Spice and Axe both do it. And it's like, you guys are like the least like classy French brands I could think of. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Trying to just look classier by putting some French stuff on your, on your package. And yeah, that makes sense that there's there's some French speakers above above the border up there. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's kind of a big deal. I see Dude, stuff. Yeah. I I see stuff with Spanish on it all the time down here. You know what I mean? Like there's so it makes Porque. sense. Porque, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so wait, I was gonna say Donde Soy. I don't know where I live, man. Let's just stop trying to speak Spanish. Yeah, not good with it yet. Just. One time I was like, they're talking about me and I know it, but there's nothing I can do. I don't <laughs> love it. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's that blows my mind, Scott. Thank you. I've thought I've thought way too much about that when I see when I see it. But uh, yeah, you uh, Matt, do you remember there was a while where Cobb and I you know, people always say gracias. It's like they and we started saying Donatica Rome. <laughs> and then Cop was like, yeah, I think we got to stop saying that. Somebody said, like, that's like, that term can be used a lot of different ways within the culture. And I was like, yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you're close with somebody, it makes sense. But it's like, you know, like, like to, like, Matt, if we came up and said hi, and I'm like, oh, what's up, bitch? You know, yeah. it'd be like, if we were like down, it would work. And if we were not, it'd be pretty, pretty offensive. Yeah. Speaking of offensive, I was going to say, I, I, so I was the, well, it doesn't really matter, but I was in Spanish club, may have been the president, worked on a uh, Christmas tree farm, and I picked up a couple phrases, Matt. And if you would like one phrase that's easy to remember that you can use anytime somebody's talking about you, I'm happy to give it to you right now. Yep. When in doubt, say these three words 
chupa me and made suck my dick. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I thought you were going to go kick that puta. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Ted. Conversation <laughs> over, boys. <laughs> right, he's now heard a fist fight. It sure yeah. is. <laughs> Just let him oh, know, man. Uh, all right uh scott the friendly it guy uh yeah we got uh two more i think maybe three uh germany gentlemen having visited germany twice i can say with complete confidence that it is made for ted smith rivers of crisp light beer usually consumed outdoors and seas of flaxen haired lasses often booksome Often books them. That wow, dude. That this guy's got mastery of the English language. Uh make sure to try the curry worst. Carson the lawyer. <laughs> I love that, dude. <laughs> I've got I gotta work that into a conversation. <laughs> and they're out there, man. Often books them. <laughs> I have convinced myself I'm gonna hook up with a ger- with a German girl when I'm in Germany. Oh yeah. Dude, yeah. definitely they yeah. I support that. We can talk off cast. Uh, (laughs) uh, Lodging at the Grand Canyon. Uh, We did a tour of the national parks on the west side of the country years ago. Uh, We stayed in hotels about every other stop and camped the rest. Matt, uh, I also do not recommend the Motel 6 in Flagstaff. It smelled like cigarettes and was not the best neighborhood. I did not sleep well because I was so worried about it. Woke up in the middle of the night, car alarm going off, and I was so panicked that someone was trying to steal our rental van that I ran out of the room to make sure, leaving my two girls in our room with the door ajar. Of course, it was not our car, and that was the day we learned the rental van was more important than my kids. Something else to keep in mind, Yellowstone is high elevation. We froze camping there only to follow it up with camping in Moab. It was hard to acclimate. Follow me for more travel advice. XOXO, Dom. Oh, nice. Last one. And this is a a listener whose emails I always look forward to. I don't see them too often. Frozen Fear, 80. Evening, gentlemen. I was listening to the most recent episode, 308, and had some lingering questions about the podcast. Uh, whatever happened to, (laughs) good call. It's sitting right next to me. Whatever happened to Cobb getting Ted a better microphone? Well, it's it's here in Austin. In fact, I'll hold it up on screen right here. Yep. You're right. You has two microphones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. Um, you know what? I need to drop that in the mail. I'm actually going to make a note. Great call. Cause Ted's microphone is tough. Um, okay. Drop. Mike in mail. All right. Next question. Uh, how much administrative connection is there still between the podcast and KISW? Ted? I mean, it's still on KISW. I don't know. They don't bring it up a lot. They keep bugging us about the uh, mega cast, but yeah, it's still the longest running. I think outside of like the men's room or BJ and Meg's, Meg's daily podcast, I think, I think we still are pretty much top top number one for downloads each month you don't have to get uh too into the weeds if you don't want to was curious because you don't use their physical facility anymore to record yet you still have to bleep some of the comedy gold i assume that sweet 
brown ad revenue they provide pays for some of the hosting and shirtless Zoom sessions, but wasn't sure if the podcast was financially solvent enough to be independent. I mean, we don't make a dime off it. <laughs> yeah, and I actually pay for our website hosting. Worth yeah. it, though. But, <laughs> but that's a bit I'm after we here. do ads, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm just out here producing content. You know, it's what I do. <laughs> the money's coming, man. Right. When we get into the 500s, that's, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, honestly, I, I would say at its core, we just like smoking weed and talking to each other, the three of us, you know? Yep. Yeah. Does that feel accurate to you guys? Yeah. 100%. Well, this is why we started it years ago, right? I just, like podcast. I mean, I, I'll brag for a minute, but like the company didn't really care. And it's like now our company's all about it. It's like, yeah, I've been doing one for like a decade. <laughs> 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 actually been doing two for a long long time <laughs> thanks for noticing yeah. <laughs> oh all right you want to check uh, in with what's oh, oh i'm still i still gotta finish this one sorry uh cop topic what's the most hardcore situation you've found yourself in uh watching my three-week-old daughter going into surgery having to see your oh, i should have read this ahead of time damn it sorry boys having to see your newborn be sedated isn't something uh they warn new dads about so i wasn't super ready for it flash forward nine years and she's happy healthy outgoing and a complete con artist uh side note i loved last week when you gents were discussing uh what kind of prep made a good burner and ted said i would trust matt to be ready to which mctp replied i really like ac now then proceeded to list everything he hates about being outside in the desert. It's the small V podcast moments like these that will be coming back every episode. Keep up the great work and thank you for everything uh, the three of you do. May not seem like a lot, but I think it affects some people more than you realize. Thanks again for the podcast, the, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the, all land. the land. Ross W. Toledo, Ohio. P.S. Go Hawks. <laughs> Thanks, Go Hawks. That's a really nice email. That's great. I did kind of forget that I was like, Matt's ready. And then he's just like, I hate, I hate the desert. I live down here. I hate it. I was out there playing golf today, man. <laughs> Talk about it in a minute, actually. It was no worthy round. I will say this. Like, I am obviously I'm not happy that summer's kind of winding down, but like it's cooled off a little bit up here. And man, perfect sleeping temperatures. Like 60s at night, got the window open, still got a fan on. Just 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 really, you know, having it. As my guy would say, having a day, doing something special. <laughs> yup. Yup. All right, let's check in with what's madness. Hey, what's good? What's madness? Uh, before we get to what's madness. Hey, hey what's good? What's madness? Check out what's madness. Hey, hey what's good? What's madness? Uh, before we get to what's madness. Hey, hey what's good? What's madness? Check out with what's madness. Well, I guess I just teased it. I played some golf this morning. I just want to talk about it because I had 11 straight bogeys, which bogeys aren't necessarily easy to get out there. And 11 straight, I think, is a personal record. Um, and so, yeah, that was that was like a really consistent start to the round. Um, and, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, but that was Did it. You Miles hit a hole in one down at Chambers. Oh, no, I didn't. Well, I had two hole in ones the other day at Boomers down the street in Cat City. It's a putt putt well, place. And oh, I like I 30 like, holes or something. There's a well, I had spot. five hole in ones, but the, the, the uh, bogeys are cool too, man. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no That's honestly so impressive. Cool, yeah. But... 
Yeah, putt putt course. I've had a hole in one there. But two same round. Tyler had a third. So I mean, we were just going off. It was fun. Dude, honestly, the eleven bogeys is pretty damn impressive too. I think I've gotten one in my whole life. It was pretty steady. And then so the first like six, I like there's a few that I wanted to be pars. They were tapping bogeys, and I was like, ah. Then eventually I realized like I got a pretty steady bogey streak going here. And then I had to keep the bogey streak going. And the pros always try and get they're going to try and get par every hole and get their first birdie before they get their first bogey. But for me, I just want to get my first par before I get my first double bogey. I'm just playing a different game than them trying to rack up bogeys. So to get 11 straight was pretty, pretty damn awesome. And then on the 12th, I got a par. So I did get the par first. But it's like that whole time you're sweating like, Oh, am I going to blow it and get a double or a triple here? Like, or am I going to get that par first? Like it's too uh, hot outside yeah. for any snowmen, no snowmen, no, sir. <laughs> no, kept it low 91, um, which, yeah, that means I got one more double than if, if I had averaged bogey the, the rest of the holes, but yeah, it was still, still a pretty steady round, a lot of fun. Um, and then we had a great time with that putt putt thing too, man. No joke. I have not played real life putt putt in a long time like pre pando for sure and you know it was outdoors you know the the weather's been wild here but uh it was it had cleared up and you know wasn't super hot wasn't super humid wasn't raining because we had like rain and thunder and flash floods like (laughs) earlier in the weekend um and yeah it was like there's three 18 hole putt putt courses and after like hole 15 on ours it was very easy to jump over to hole six on another one so we just kept the party going you know so uh, <laughs> living like on the edge so it was celebrating nine years of not drinking but it's good to know i haven't lost that that attitude you know <laughs> uh yeah so it was uh it was a great day um and yeah then you know, Sunday was F1. I mean, I didn't watch any NFL football Sunday, Ted. Really? Yeah. Well, we were we were running around doing, but like F1 is like you've said it before. It's like, man, if you just are focused on F1, you just watch it right when you wake up and you get your whole Sunday back. And oh, I watched. Yeah, I, I got I got up, watched part of it, then went back to sleep. Yeah, I shouldn't say none. I tur- I had red zone on a little bit and I tuned in right at the end of the action of the early games for like 15 minutes. I like paid attention, but I was just running around doing chores and stuff like not really paying attention most of the time. Oh, I was the opposite because uh, it's been smoky up here. Some of the fires over in eastern Washington blew all the smoke in. So Pub League was canceled. So I got up, watched F1, went back to sleep and then got up. and was like, yeah, I feel like I've been running around for two weeks. I was like, all right. No public, like I'm not doing crap today. Just watch Red Zone, like wrap down on the couch. I was like, I, I need a day to I need a day to recover. Between like pain in the grass and Montana and Saturday was a busy ass day. So I was like, yeah, I was the opposite. Sunday I was like, oh, Scott's in good form. I'm gonna watch Red Zone and chill out. <laughs> That's Dude, awesome. You've been nonstop since I saw you in person last at Meltdown, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been crazy. So that's why like I like playing soccer, but I was kind of, I was, part of me was happy. I was like, all right. Like, and somebody texted me like, we're going to watch the games. I was like, no, no, I got to start saying no. 
yeah um yeah i was super stoked for that game last night like i was just so excited for it and f1 the triple header you know it was yeah it was just a fun weekend um nice yeah so uh pretty standard down here and uh yeah I just booked a hotel for something exciting that I guess I'll talk about on the subsequent what's Matt and once that happens. But yeah, well, that's usually how I do these things. No one knows <laughs> what's coming next week. Very true. Nobody knows what is coming next week, including me most of the time. All right. I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. So I had uh, a different one, but uh, this one kind of came up during the cast. We were talking about, you know, uh, the the listener wrote in with those emails about the advertisements that had stuck in their head. Um, You know, Ted was talking about our sponsors on the cast and whatever. Um, We were talking about Wingstop. I was just thinking like, what would be the greatest sponsor for the podcast? Greatest all-time sponsor and why? So feel free to email us, literally the word email at the podcast with two es.com. Just what would be the greatest sponsor for the podcast? And if you feel like it, why? Because there's a lot of different ways to cut this one. But, you know, and and I, I always kind of assume that sponsor... You know, if they sponsor them and there's some perks, like you get a lifetime supply of it dropped in your driveway or, or, you know, whatever. Uh, so what do you guys think? What would be the greatest sponsor sponsor for the podcast? Given even just tonight, given all the things we've talked about and all the things we love, even the logo, right? There's some sports, there's a beer, some people hanging out. I think it's got to be Red Robin. We all have <laughs> They have beer. They have sports on TV. We could sit in the bar. If we have like a family with us. We could sit in the regular <laughs> restaurant. Like, I feel like Red Robin's really knocking a lot. Of check a lot of off the list for us. Dude, you know what a baller ass move that is to be like, yeah, I'm sponsored by Red Robin. <laughs> like, dude, that might be, it's not the ultimate flex, but it's up there. That is way up there to just drop that on somebody, a family friendly restaurant. You're just like, yeah, they actually sponsor me. <laughs> Like, what are you racing NASCAR? You're sponsored by freaking Red Robin, dude. I love that one, Ted. And you know, I'm a big Red Robin fan, I know you are too. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's hard to like kids love Red Robin, adults do. And like, yeah, if it's just the three of us, like, we can just sit in the bar, we don't have to wait in the line. Like, I'm just like, Red Robin's getting it done. Whiskey River, come get them. <laughs> Bottom of steak fries, let's go. They got that like new pepper one with bacon. Woo, woo. Mm-hmm. Milkshakes, cool waitresses. I mean, come on. They got pizza now. They got pizza. They got wings. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> overall, it's like, yeah, let's just go to Red Robin. Dude, that's, I mean, that's going to be tough to beat, honestly. That would be an incredible sponsor. And I would be <laughs> literally, people are, my girlfriend is embarrassed that I like Red Robin for whatever reason, but I would be so pumped to tell people we're sponsored by Red Robin. I would consider putting a patch on my jacket. <laughs> Oh, just the Robin himself. (laughs) The original logo where he's smoking weed. Yeah, (laughs) dude, exactly. We start and end every podcast with yum. (laughs) We got to finish this one with yum, boys. (laughs) We get done. (laughs) All right, what do you got, Matt? (laughs) Dude, 
Man, I was literally in. Okay, I'll tell you my thought process before I just hit the wall of how how great Red Robin will be. Because I was like, okay, it can't be 420 Bank because you're the only one that will regularly benefit from it. Like, what are we going to fly all the listeners down? It would be a great gathering place for our demo. But I'm the only idiot that lives down here. And I was like trying to think, okay, what would I be excited to come back to Seattle for? And then Ted, like, I would Red Robin's down here, too. But just to go to that waterfront one for like the get together, oh, man, that would yeah. be. I mean, we might actually be able to. Could we talk to them? Could we do one there? Man, I don't know. That one is so busy. I know. I know. That's they don't, they don't want that smoke, dude. They're I'm super dreaming busy. real big on the air here. OK, anybody listening? Dude, I'm not saying this is not an announcement, but yeah, that's. That's where my mind went was like, damn, Ted just ne- I could get free burgers and fries down here. Come up there. We just have a party every time. You know, they'd be so Dude, excited. We're sponsored by Red Robin. Like we could just pop in for a Tower of Onion rings. Like we're not even getting a whole meal. No. <laughs> Seattle icons hanging out. Yeah. Dude, just like you nod at the bartender like, yep, quick basket. Boom. Basket of fries. Eat them and you're out, you know? My God, that seriously, I would take every date there, every date. Well, and remember also, like you know, like Matt, you don't drink, you're not a huge drinker, but like they have giant beers. (laughs) Also, just imagine how smooth you look when you're like, "Nah, baby, we don't pay here." (laughs) (laughs) Didn't you see the patch? Didn't you see the patch on my jacket? (laughs) I would pull out like a gangster role. Like, what's that? Like the Robin Bucks. <laughs> yeah, dude, like the old school, like McDonald's bucks, the little like paper one dollars. <laughs> just have it in the gangster roll with the rubber band. Yeah, like, dude, you know the what? rubber band, rubber band bank is open, baby. <laughs> Send some of those little donuts down to that couple at the end of the bar, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tell them it's from me. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, Ted, uh, man, honestly, too, like you're single, like there's some girls in your demo in that bar. You can oh, totally yeah. flex that. Dude, the one on the waterfront, right? Me and uh, our buddy Joe, and I think uh, I think it was Sean, might have been Mike. We're sitting in the one on the waterfront one Friday night, right? And then there's a couple at the bar, and like they're well put together and stuff. But like finally, like the one of them's like, "Are you Ted Smith?" I'm like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "You guys like the Red Robin?" And they're like, "Oh yeah." Like we live in Harbor Steps and blah blah blah. But they're like, "We love the Red Robin. We come down here every Friday and get drinks and like food." And I'm like, that it's awesome the red robin hits man it just you know people are embarrassed to admit it but gourmet hamburgers and whiskey river backyard barbecue baby shareable <laughs> apps tavern burgers like let's go why not <laughs> all right real quick one of my favorite red robin stories is i'm sitting in red robin alone so i gave some money to the girl i was dating i was like go have fun in sephora like i want to watch <laughs> I'm going to be over at Red Robin watching football, right? So, and this is the year the Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl. And the waitress walks over. She, looks, she just looks at me and she goes, you know what? You look like the kind of guy that would like a men's room red. And I go, oh, think I might. And she's like, got him in 22 ounces too. And I was like, send it. <laughs> dude that's awesome yeah she's like pushing the product and i like i didn't i didn't say a word i was just like 
Damn right, I'm a kind of guy that would drink a men's room red. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that's so rad. That kind of stuff, honestly, Ted, dude, we've been friends a long time. That's the kind of stuff that only happens to you. Like, I don't know why. Sometimes your life is like a, it's not like a movie. It's like a cartoon, you know? It's like, <laughs> just, that's amazing. I think, yeah, like the show I work on. Yeah, I'll try that beer. I was just like, all right, thanks. <laughs> all right, there you go. Uh, big ups to, I guess, Wingstop and Red Robin, our new unofficial sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For Cobb, Ramsey, TP, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Yum. Yum.